It's me, Sean Capri, and welcome to episode 41 of a brand new, rebooted We the GamerCast. It's hosted by WeTheNerdy.com, and it publishes on iTunes every Monday. Thank you so much for being here and listening. Thank you for hitting that subscribe button, and thanks to you for sharing and rating us on iTunes. What else do I have? What else did you do? You subscribed? Thank you. Thank you for subscribing. That's awesome. That means that you don't have to like click on links all the time. It just pops up on your phone. Super easy. And so if this is your first time, if you're here because of Fiona McKinnon, and what better reason? There is no better reason to be here. I mean, I'm here. I'm going to talk to you for a couple minutes, but Fiona is just the best. So we'll get to her in just a second. So if this is your first time, here's the deal. Every week I have sweet hangs with people from the internet, and we talk about video games. Sometimes we, we get real deep. Sometimes we talk about Pokemon Go and LAN parties. So it, you never know what you're going to get on We The Gamer Cast. But this is a show for the community, for everybody who loves video games. I was I, I just, literally just a second ago, I just hung up uh, with my chat with Fiona McKinnon, who we met from the Kind of Funny community. And uh, we were talking about when she first came on the show. You may, you may recognize his name if you've been a long-time listener. She was on when we did Xbox uh, E3 predictions. And so she came in at the very last second. We, we had a, a late cancellation. And so in a panic, I, I posted to the kind of funny group and I said, I need somebody to come on and make up some predictions for Xbox. And not only did she show up, like immediately, she just totally stepped up. She came up with great predictions and turns out she's a great podcaster. So the whole the whole reason that I wanted to do the show, you may have heard me say this before, I wanted to, like, my favorite part of podcasts are when, like, listeners write in and then the excitement that they have hearing their question or their response or comment read out to everybody else. There's actually nothing quite like it. If you've ever written in to a podcast that you know at least more than 12 people listen to and have them say, you know what, here's a here's a letter from from Sean or Little Jimmy. Little Jimmy wrote in, and he says this, and then they comment on it, and it sparks this whole conversation. To me, that's my mo- that's my favorite part of any of any show. That's why I got into podcast beyond. One of my favorite shows just celebrated their 200th episode, Married to the Games. That's the whole thing. They get to almost every question. They get to a great community, and that's really why I think that they've had such great successes, making feel making people feel like they're part of the whole thing. And so that was the whole origin of, of this show is, I don't know, I'm sure there's more people that are a lot like me, a lot like maybe you, listener, um, who you listen to shows and you're like, why don't I do this? And you just never really get started. This is kind of like the gateway drug into podcasting. If you've ever wanted to even just try it out and just see, can I talk to somebody about video games for an hour? Hit me up. I'm on Twitter. I'm Sean Capri, at Sean Capri, Sean like Connery, Capri like the pants. Be on the show because... Fiona, I think we were talking a little bit about this and like she is now, she was on the show for Xbox. We did another one for our reactions, uh, to the E3 press conference and she has just taken off. Um, I know this is something that she mentioned to me that, um, she was always wanting to get into this and that being on the Xbox show just kind of, it, it removed all barriers. So I'm so happy to see her having such great success on, on Twitch. She's streaming all the time. She's just, she's, She's not the same as I mean, we talked about this in our chat a little bit. Like she has a very eclectic taste. And I love the fact that there's so much. You never know what you're going to get if she's going to be playing some horror horror games or some Japanese games or got XCOM like all over the place. 
So check it out. We're gonna we're gonna talk to her in just a couple of seconds. But first, I should probably let you know the library continues to be great to me. <laughs> this is this is I don't I want to call it a scam, but it's totally legit. This is the library is trying to fool me into reading their books, but I just keep going in, grabbing a video game, and coming on out. It's it's the best in the world. I I am so happy about this. I just had to take back Far Cry Primal. Um, but I knew that I loved my time with it enough to buy it on Amazon Prime Day. That was awesome. Did everybody else do Amazon Prime? I spent a ridiculous amount of money. Uh, somehow, I, I've, I've added to the Amiibo collection. We've got Amiibo in the house. We've got Lego Dimensions. We have Skylanders. Crazy. We have tubs of Skylanders, literally. And thanks to Amazon Prime, we now have a boatload of Disney Infinity. <laughs> I don't know where I'm going to put these things. I don't know if I'm ever going to play these games. Um, but uh, yeah, we have more toys. All thanks to Amazon Prime. The other thing that I, I bought on Amazon Prime Day, which is why I'm talking about this, is Far Cry Primal. Got it from the library. You know what? That's totally a $25 game. Got it for a great price. It's now sitting on my shelf gathering dust while I try to get around to it. Eventually, uh, I will do more than just... I, I think you can do more than just shooting a bow and arrow. I'm not even sure. Like my time with Far Cry Primal, it is now in my backlog already. Hopefully I can get to that sometime soon. Um, but I rented another copy of Overwatch. This time it's on the PlayStation 4. And, uh, I had, I had a good time with it. I'm ready to, I'm ready to purchase it. I'm not sure which system. I, I have more of my, like, close friends, like the people I know personally that I can go shake their hand in real life. Uh, they're all on Xbox. So I'm tempted to, to keep my multiplayer gaming on, on Xbox, but, my wife, Chelsea, just discovered Overwatch on PlayStation, and she is killing it. I am just so proud. I'm so impressed. She Every every other match, she's screaming upstairs, or if I'm next to her, she's, she's punching me in the shoulder, going, I got to play the game, play the match. And it's like, she's just killing it. I love, I love seeing Overwatch being played so much in the game, or so much in the house. I don't even know what I'm saying. I'm so excited about Overwatch. Uh, love it. I can't wait. I... I Somebody, some of you are going to have to help me decide where we're going to purchase this. We've got Overwatch in the house for the next couple of weeks from the library. So the library goodness continues. And uh, the other thing I'm also happy to report, I've been sort of wavering on the whole Metal Gear Solid 5 thing. I am in. This game has finally, this, I don't know if there's ever been a game that took this long. Maybe Bloodborne um, took this, about this long to finally get its hooks in me. And I am seeing the light. I'm seeing why this game is getting tens from IGN. It's getting Game of the Year nominations. It's it is pretty incredible. It's very deep. I still don't understand everything, and I'm not just saying the whole weird Kojima stuff. Um, there's a lot of systems in here that I, that I don't quite understand yet. Um, but I I totally respect. There's a lot of games like I. This is why people I think can pigeonhole themselves a little bit, where you play first person shooter games and that's it. Because you, once you played one, you basically know how to play them all, aside from like various different mechanics about this is how you jump these is how you double jump things like that but some of these games especially games that are coming out of japan they are they're nothing like them so i'm i'm enjoying my time with metal gear solid 5 i'm in a bit of a, a release lull right now i'm i'm looking forward to see if i can get my hands on i am setsuna but i'm sort of within this window right before my birthday where i don't really buy myself any games far cry primal was a bit of an exception um, but I don't really plan on playing that right away either. So we will see. I don't know. 
This is this is me streaming my brain into your ears, and you can kind of get an insight into why I have such inner turmoil about what to play. So this is my own little therapy session that I can just, what am I even doing with my freaking life? But enough of that. Let's get right into it. Let's talk to Fiona McKinnon. <laughs> so, so when are you starting your podcast? Um, see, <laughs> that's my problem. Is like I've been thinking about it a lot. Have and you? Actually- yeah, I have been. And I was actually talking to a few people on like doing some like guests or doing like some co-host stuff. Yes. And then I was just like, oh, this would be like super cool. Like I was talking to Pierre Creates nice. like when um P- like when the PlayStation um conference was. And we're like, oh my god, we have such a great idea. Because he's an art major and so we we're gonna talk about like art in video games and like talk about like the uh. inspiration. And then we haven't gotten around to it. And he's been super busy, and I've been trying to get back into work. And I'm just like, oh. Dang. (laughs) Yeah, so I am trying, like, I'm taking two weeks off in August. Nice. So I'm going to be spending a lot of that time, like, just chilling out, but also, like, trying to push more, like, projects out. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's definitely my plan. So my go-to right now is August. <laughs> I love that. So I recently took some time off. I did like a little staycation. And to be honest, about like halfway through, I was panicking because I had like this huge plan. I'm like, I'm going to get through all these games. And I just didn't get to it. So if you're able to like take the two weeks and actually like do everything that you're setting out to do, then I have like so much respect and I'll be so happy for you because I just have not been able to do it. It's like when my birthday comes around, when Christmas comes around, like I don't really want things. I would love for people to somehow buy me vacation. Like if they could just say like, okay, you know what? Next Friday, it's all you. That would be like the best present ever. No, that'd be so good. It's just like, oh, you don't have to do stuff on your one day off. And then you're like, yeah. I know, is and you don't have to feel guilty about anything. And, oh, that's great. So yeah, that's a definitely an adult thing. <laughs> I know, isn't it the worst? Like, and the the older I get, the more I want to play games. Like, <laughs> it's like kind yeah. of perverse. I don't know if you're finding the same thing these days. Like, were you always like this much into it, or is it kind of like getting more obsessive? I used to be into games, but I could like live kind of like without them. But sure. then I started playing now, and then that was kind of a problem. Oh, but then okay. I went let's pro- talk about WoW. Let's let's get into this. Oh, like, where God. does where does this start? Do you kind of do the whole? I remember there was a big. It was almost like a drug dealer type of thing. Like you get a little taste for free, and then yeah. you're hooked, and then you got to pay, and then that you're on the hook for it. What happened was like in high school, I had a big group of friends, and we'd always like hang out with each other, and then like every so often at like seven o'clock all the guys would be like, we have to go, we have to go play WoW. And so they would just leave, and we're like, what the hell? Like, what is going on right now? No interest in the girls around them. It's like, my cousins played it, like, religiously back in vanilla, and they, like, they knew that I was a big nerd, and they're like, oh, you should play this game, and I'm like, no, 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 I don't want to do this. And I'm, like, when I say cousins, I'm not talking about, like, younger like teens i'm talking about like in their 30s yes and so they're just like oh yeah fiona like we know that you like a lot of like fantasy stuff and i'm like okay no and then i finally like one night were you actually not into it you weren't into fantasy like i was i was totally into fantasy like i've been a huge harry potter fan like lord of the rings like anything fantasy i can grab onto i'll go for it and 
I remember one day Sylvana and I noticed there's a two week free trial and we're like, sure, why not? Like, so we, we were make we made, uh, the first thing I made was a uh, night elf druid and it was on a completely different server. And my friend Evan got on because he like was getting home to play. Like he just got off a raid or something. And he's just like, yeah, you guys need to delete those and you need to make horde on this particular server. And I'm like, there's nothing really on horde that I'm interested in. And he's just like, well, I'm an Orgrimmar, so you guys have to make an orc or a troll. And for me, that was just like, <laughs> what the fuck? Okay, sure. So I made Shaman named Zorani. Um, it's actually spelled the same way that I spell Zoranix, but without the X. Yes. And then, <laughs> so it's just been like that constant name since then. So I added the X later on because Zor- uh, Zorani wasn't, like it was taken on Twitch. Of course. And so I was just like, fudge. So I put X. And then I subscribed to a uh, Hearthstone um, Twitch um, streamer, and he said Zoranix. And I'm like, okay, this will stick. But yeah, no. WoW at first was just like, I'll just play casually. Sure. And I played like every few days. And then like when I like was at my peak, I raided six days in a row with three different groups. One was a hardcore group. <laughs> Two were like from other guilds that I used to be in, and they asked me to come back because I was a really good healer. And yes, yes. So, <laughs> that on the face. it was so bad. Like when I was in high school, this is what my day was like. I'd go to school, get home, have a like I would do my homework, have a nap, like dinner, have a nap, raid until like two o'clock in the morning, go to sleep, wake up, and every day it would be like that. It was so bad. And like, we wonder problem, why like, we're, like, dissatisfied with our lives now. It's like, that's the perfect life. <laughs> it was, like, it was so good. And at the time, like, now I'm just, like, I tried to get back into WoW, like, a few months ago. and Doesn't that I, terrify you? Isn't it, like, a recovering alcoholic just, like, staring at a bottle of booze? Like, exactly. I'm not going to drink you. So bad. And, like, for a complete, like, four hours, I was enthralled. Like, I was just like, oh, man, this is, like, pretty fun. And then I noticed, like, my bank account and the $15 subscription mm-hmm. is $22 Canadian. And I'm like, nope, this is not what I'm going to be paying every month. And they're like, oh, you need, you can do it for 30,000 gold. And I'm like, I don't have time to sit down and get 30,000 gold because I was, like, right when I started streaming. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm not, like unless I become a World of Warcraft streamer, I'm not going to be doing that. <laughs> so- oh god it was just so bad <laughs> that is awesome so like was that kind of like your first dive into something like to that level or like you said you were a big nerd before what's going on before wow comes out for you before wow it was a lot of pokemon there I was you go a huge fan of pokemon mm-hmm. sapphire i was really into pearl i like played it constantly um i played a little bit of zelda not too too much sure i was more zelda was hard back then Oh, God, it was super hard. Like, it's like, so was easy now. Yeah. I never had a console as a kid, so I didn't get to play too, too much. I play, like, the odd Maple Story, or I got into RuneScape for a while. Okay. And then I was just, like, I was more of a reader, and I play right. video games so often, but I read a lot. And then that's when World of Warcraft started, and then I didn't think it was an addiction. Now I'm realizing I had a five-year-long addiction, and it was really, really bad. Have you ever and tallied that, up how much you spent on this thing? Okay. Done the quick math on the here's subscription. Here's the thing. I personally did not spend that much. It was more in the lines of, like, other people spending it for me. Fair. That's excellent. 
It was really bad. It was super bad. Wait a minute. I feel like that's what like junkies say. Like it's not my money. Like they do terrible things so that other people <laughs> pay for their habits. Like, problem is for me, like people will be like, "Oh, we need Fiona in our raid group," and I'd be like, "Oh, my time's up," and they're like, "Oh, here's time card." And I'm like, Come "Okay." On. And so I played, and then like for expansions, I'd never like I don't think I ever bought an expansion. <laughs> feel I am so impressed. You're a master manipulator. <laughs> Oh, God, I feel like now looking back, I'm just like, I'm one of those like girls that go into a club and they're just hey like, boys. they never say anything. And it wasn't yeah, even like me trying that. It's the free drinks thing, but for nerds <laughs> on the internet. It is. <laughs> Hanging out oh by the God. bar waiting for guys it, to pay for stuff. It is. And like, I always like, it always was like that. And I just like, at the time I was just like, oh, it's just because like they respect oh me God. and like, oh, we're just friends and stuff. The best, like, the best Are we having a realization today? <laughs> yeah, it is a realization. Like one day I remember I was doing a raid with a friend and it was a 25 man with his guild, like a completely different server. They did not know who I was. And I went on one character and I'm like, you know what? I need these shards for my shaman because it was a legendary mace that you could get in there. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, hey, is it okay if I swap over? And his GM was just like, who the fuck do they think they are? Like, they don't know what they're doing. Like, why are they wasting our time? And then I spoke in vent. And I'm like, oh, I'm really sorry, guys. Like, I just want to swatch, um, switch over to my shaman because no one's collecting the legendary shards and I'm collecting them for my shaman. Snap. Everyone respected me. They're like, oh, who's this person? And then they're like, wait oh, a minute. Girl. What is vent? Vent, spoken Ventrilo, vent? it's like Discord. Like, it's an old version of, like, Discord. And so people would, like, there's push to talk, and you'd use it for raids to talk to people. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, it was bad. This is a and whole then... other world. I totally, like, I, I knew my personality in the way that, because I had spent hours and hours and days of worth of time playing the original, like, Warcraft 2 with neighbor Matt, shout out to neighbor Matt. We would play with like the dial-up modems, and it would like we'd have to put duct tape on our phone so that our parents wouldn't pick it up and ruin the connection. So we knew like clickety click click on on the mouse playing some Warcraft, and I needed to stay away from that because they found a way to just like stream money out of bank accounts for the for very. Oh God, experience. it's so bad. And I remember like I'd go to LAN parties with my friends. Yes! And- take our computers and i remember one time we went over to my friend justin's place and he had a basement apart like um, um bedroom at his parents place uh-huh. and we had at least like seven computers in there and they were like uh-huh. laptops and like pcs and we had fans going because it was so hot so it was hot in the and you're just like but i want to play and i remember i had to sit on the beanbag chair on the floor and i was just like you know what i'm not moving from the spot i have like my keyboard on my lap and then i had like one of those like beanbag like it had like the table like the top on it like it was one of those like portable tables and you put it on your lap and i just had my keyboard and my mouse and i had like i think that it was like amazing. and it was so good like i miss those days so much it was so much fun and it's just like nowadays i'm like Oh, like the second I hear, like at the time I didn't really respect it, mm-hmm. but now I'm just like, if anyone like says game night, I'm like done, 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 right? done, done. I need to go. I'm like, oh, it's okay. I know. I like that's really like I'm I'm turning 32 in a couple of weeks, and that's kind of like all I want to do. I was saying to Chelsea, like I think I might just like try to set up some sort of like game tournament thing where you have like a like Mario Kart upstairs or NHL down in the basement because we're Canadian or like something like that's kind awesome. of for everybody. I definitely want to 
try and pull something like that together. But we'll see. I'm, I'm a bit of a procrastinator these days, and I haven't really done anything big for my birthday in a little while. So sure. I'm wondering if, like, the whole notion of the LAN party, the getting together to play games and the whole, like, community thing, is this, like, why you've so naturally just kind of, like, moved on to Twitch? Like, a lot of people work for a very long time to get a community like you've been able to build. You, like, you have regular viewers. I pop on as much as I can. But, like, every time I'm on, it's like, you're definitely not playing for one or two people. You've got a crew in there, and they've got, like, they, they're, they've got the, the chat going. Everybody's kind of having conversations on the side, and then also uh, piping in with you. It is awesome. Yeah, I'm super, super lucky. Like, I remember I started it mostly because I'm new to Halifax, and so I didn't have any friends. And I've always been, like, a game player, like, a person that needs to play with others. Like, World of Warcraft, it was a community-based thing. And so, like, playing games, like, on PS4, I'm just like, oh, I like them, but I like having people to talk to when I'm right. playing. Like, I like having that kind of community base and, like, just having people to chat with. And I kind of, I think that's how it blended into going into Twitch. Um, I had a lot of time for myself because I did have surgery. And so for a month and a half, I didn't really go out or do any do much. And so I'm like, you know what? I've been procrastinating. I've really wanted to do Twitch. I'm just going to turn it on and go for it. Yeah. And so the first night, I think I had like seven people. It was like, it was people that are here now. Like there's a lot of people like Endorphins, um, The Future just started, a bunch of other people. And I find that now that they're just like regulars and they always come and they're the people that you see in chat. And I'm super lucky to have that. And like, it's always one of those things where at the end of the night, I know that they're going to be there, which is kind of silly and kind of lame to say, but it's like super nice to kind of have that base. And um, recently I've been like, I'm trying to make a schedule up. um, And for some reason, a lot of the people watching really enjoy me freaking out. Yes, Um, it is hilarious. Until Dawn is amazing. (laughs) So I was playing Until Dawn. Um, The first one (laughs) I had was Resident Evil 7. And I had at one point 50 people laughing in my despair of like freaking out. And I... So I, I've watched other people <laughs> since then. I watched like PewDiePie, Mark Plyer, and a bunch of like the big guys um, do the walkthrough. And they do it in like 30, 40 minutes. I did it in two and a half hours. <laughs> and 90% of that was a pause screen and me frozen. singing. Yeah. It was like me singing like 90 songs. And then like... Trying me, to tear like, yourself a, up? Yeah, it was really bad. <laughs> and like, I was just like... Apparently I noticed a bunch of stuff like... um Without going into too many spoilers, um, you'll see four a lot in that game. And I noticed that, like, a lot of things were in groups of four. Mm-hmm. And I just, like, started freaking out at that point. It was, like, the 23, like, what is it, 21, 23? Was it that the movie with, like, Jim Carrey where he goes crazy because he sees that number over and over again? Yeah, 23, I think. Yeah, 23. It was four for me. I was just, like, four, four. four. Oh, no. <laughs> and so I was just, like, this is the worst. And it was just, like... Oh Why God! Are you yourself through this, you're, you're torturing yourself for fame, Fiona. I I, I, I hope it's and, worth it. But you know what? It's also kind of nice because I've never wanted to play those games before. Um, I it's a genre that I've never gotten into. I've watched like a lot of people kind of like say like, oh, they're too mainstream. But I do enjoy watching like PewDiePie. He was <laughs> like my voice first, is amazing. <laughs> he's, he's like this 
he's like the genre like person to watch when it comes to like horror like freak out yeah and a lot of people are like oh he's too mean i don't care i've been watching him since like 2011 <laughs> oh nice you're the original and yeah so i'm just like oh like if i need to watch like a walkthrough of a video game i probably like for a horror game it's like him mark Plyer, and there's a few like other smaller ones yeah and now i'm just like i've only watched them because i i hate okay I'm going to be honest, I hate horror games with an undying passion. I can't handle them. I refuse, <laughs> like, I refuse to play them in the past. Like, I had one point, I played Amnesia, and I never got past the first level. Like, I remember I was sitting in my friend's bedroom. I had the headphones on. It was oh, no. Black, oh, no. And that's how you're supposed to play. And I was sobbing at the first level, which Come nothing on. comes out. Nothing comes out. And I was crying and I didn't press, like at that time, I didn't know how to press pause, apparently. I was just like, I can't do this. Can't and I threw escape. the headset and left. And so I didn't play any horror games until then. But then I remember I mentioned, like, I saw the Resident Evil 7 um, demo mm -hmm. on Sony. And I was like, this would be a good thing to stream. And a lot of people were like, oh, yeah, you should, you should. And I was just like, okay, so I did. And a lot of people apparently really enjoyed it. <laughs> it's been kind amazing. of a, it's at least one thing per week that I know that I'm going to be doing now. So, Some um, sort of horror game. Yeah, exactly. Um, now I'm making the series with the um, Until Dawn. Yeah. So that is such a fun game to watch. Like, because it's not really, like, even when you're playing it, you're not really playing it. You are mostly doing a lot of watching it. It's like, even with the control in your hand, it's mostly a passive experience. So, especially yeah. for somebody who's played it before, like, I just had such a good time, like, watching, like, because I know what's going to happen or I know, like, what decisions are going to do what. And kind of watching you, like, struggle between, like, because there's always, like, the decisions left to right. And you're, you, I could see you switching back and forth. I'm like, oh, no, don't do that one. And the delay in the chat kind of means that you can't really like jump in and say like no don't do that or i can't believe this so it just okay. makes the experience so fun if anybody's like into this at all you guys need to check out fiona's twitch channel it is so much fun every monday right you're doing that yeah every monday i think i might be switching it this week because um i might be doing pokemon on monday because the person who i've been playing with pokemon nezlocke with only has monday off so i might have to do a little bit of a switch up but yeah it's generally mondays at 10 p.m. Eastern. I love it. Have you jumped the border on Pokemon? Have you have you been able to get this Pokemon Go thing that the kids are talking about? I'm at level 16, I believe. Come on. <laughs> I have a problem. <laughs> I'm I'm showing restraint. I have people at work. For the record, I work with people who haven't even seen Star Wars, and I like everybody is asking about Pokemon Go. They're all like, I've got one girl. She's running around. Like she almost like ran into me. Just like phone in front of her face, kind of exactly what you're hearing on the news. People not looking where they're going. I just about got yeah. taken out by this like four foot nothing little Korean girl. <laughs> oh, geez. she was on a mission. It was so awesome. Oh uh, my god, it's such a good game. Let's see. Okay, so where where does this land in your life now? How do you find time for for Pokemon Go? Well. For me, I have to do a lot of traveling in between work, so I do a lot of stuff that way. Yeah. Um, I also really enjoy like having the app open; it kills the battery. But also, kind of seeing like in my city, like what, like which Pokemon are where, kind of like getting an idea, like oh, that's really cool that this Pokemon I can only find in this particular area. Mm. Um, also at work, um, my whole. <laughs> pretty much all the people that I work with have Pokemon Go and we're all Team Mystic. And so there is a gym right outside our work and we 
keep on trying to get it back from this team from in, in, instinct. Instinct, exactly, yeah. And we keep on going out, and we'll get it, and then we'll walk back in, and then people go from instinct will go and take it. So we think that there's people in our area oh, who work. And so it's like a turf war, and it's not good. <laughs> You know that like tensions are building. This is gonna this is gonna escalate into something really physical. You're gonna find out somebody's like wearing the wrong t-shirt. You're like after that, like get their phone. You know, you could turn yeah. into a real altercation. If that ever happens, that won't be good. <laughs> I am just amazed that like there are hoops you have to jump through here in Canada to get it, and I'm still amazed that there you see the people like the swarms of people. Like it, it doesn't matter that it was nothing for anybody just to get a U.S. iTunes account or whatever it is, the App Store, mm-hmm. and just they didn't care. And they're just doing it. It's incredible. Yeah, um, I was probably second day. Like once it was released, like it was supposed to release the same time that the U.S. did. Mm. And I'm saying this because they said North America multiple times. And then they just released it in um, the U.S. and they didn't release it into Canada. And then today they just released it in like 15 European countries. Like they've just been streaming it into that. But I feel as though we're kind of lucky because if you are in Japan at the moment, you can't even find any Pokestops or gyms. They've completely stripped it down to nothing. Why? So I'm not sure. Um, a couple of YouTubers that I watch who are J vloggers, they're just like, yeah, it's completely blank. But you can download it on the App Store. But oh, there's that's nothing. Brutal. There's nothing there. And I was just like, oh, my God, that's insane. Because a lot of people are, like, planning. Like, for myself, like, the past couple of days, if I have it on, like, the day off, I make a day of it with a bunch of friends. That's awesome. We go out downtown. We go get lunch. We go get Pokemon all afternoon and stuff like that. And it's a lot of fun. So it's we're lucky that we're able to do that. But some countries, they just completely strip it down. But I guess it makes sense because in downtown Tokyo alone, there's, like, millions upon millions of people so it might just be killing the server yeah that's true it could just be collapsing upon itself or it's this like really weird japanese totalitarian discipline just like you know what you guys did something (laughs) wrong we're taking your pokemon away like maybe there's maybe this is some sort of punishment i don't know you never know i don't pretend to know how is this affecting um all of your overwatch playing um there's a lot going on right now like this is a crazy summer there is a lot going on. I haven't played too much Overwatch recently um, just because I've been doing like a lot of like different streams, mostly because I've been trying to like branch out into other games. And I find that Overwatch, it, like I love Overwatch, don't get me wrong. Is it your it comfort is a t- food moving forward? It's, you know, it'll well, always be there. Exactly. And it is a little bit repetitive at sure. some points. And so it's kind of nice to like branch out. And I'm trying to make up for like a ton of years where I didn't play any of these kind of like single player like different uh, games like genres because of world of warcraft i only played wow like mm-hmm. i didn't play anything else so the first thing i streamed was like the uncharted series because i never played that um i for a little like i think once i played banner saga which i really enjoyed and stuff like that like the indie games but like also these bigger platform games where mm-hmm. it's just like these kind of like heavy hitters of like horror games and everything else i'm just trying to branch out into different things and overwatch is a blizzard game and that's right. the thing i get addicted to blizzard games incredibly quickly um i was addicted to world of warcraft at one point i was playing hearthstone all the time mm-hmm. and now I'm just playing <laughs> like now playing overwatch i'm just like realizing there's so much i could be doing but i want to sit down and play another game and that's the problem overwatch is very much a 
I'm going to f- just play this one more game. And then it's four hours later and you're like, what did I just do? It's I've experienced that. Yes. And I don't normally like I, I I'm now getting of the age where I can actually fall asleep playing a game. I think the first time it happened to me was playing Grand Theft Auto. I went on like a like a helicopter tour and I like woke up and the guy's like, get out of the helicopter. <laughs> They'd already gone on a tour. So I can definitely like. I can definitely fall asleep playing games, which is so sad, but not with Overwatch. It's like totally the same thing. One more game, and yeah, now we're three hours later. And I didn't th- even as I'm playing, I'm like, this is kind of repetitive. There isn't really anything like crazy here, but for some reason, I just want to see if I can, I don't know, get a play of the game or have like overachieve my kills per game or whatever. Like all those things, it gives you so many different things to feel great about. And I think that that's really kind of understated there's a lot of stuff that goes into the characters and the gameplay but for me it's making me feel like i'm contributing in an online game where i just never feel like that i'm when i'm playing like call of duty and halo i'm happy if i'm not last and that's about all like all i can get but uh there is no like first or last in in overwatch it's incredible yeah, that's what I really enjoy about it. And you can do like ridiculous things in the game. And what's really nice, I found after like for some reason like two weeks of playing, they have like your own highlight reels, so you can see like yes. the best of your own game. And it's <laughs> mostly me just being an idiot, but <laughs> a lot of it is just like um, I play. A, I'm known for playing Mercy. Um, I'm a huge healer fan. Um, I have also been branching out. I started playing. Um, Farah because I got the um, Anubis skin one night. Nice. And then I was just like, oh, I need to start playing her um, Reaper. I get a lot of like weird kills with Reaper because I'm not very good with him. But every so often you get that like Primos kill and you're like, yes. yep, I'm totally good with him. And then like the next game you get no kills, you die all the time and you're like, I'm still good with Reaper. <laughs> I'll never forget of all like there's so many characters. It's hard to have memories for every single one of them, I find. But Reaper is one that I definitely have a memory of where I I have been playing as Mercy because it's it's for me, I think it's like the probably one of the easier ones. You can you can contribute a lot and people are very grateful for you being a good healer. There's I think it's easy for me. It just kind of I don't know why it just seems to seems to jive with me. So but one game I was just getting destroyed by this Reaper. I'm like, well, clearly this is the best character. Clearly I need to go try this guy. It's easy to just destroy people with this guy. He's got two guns. So like, obviously it's good. So I played as and I just nope. It's not nearly as easy as I thought. So branching outside of the merch, I feel like I'm just pigeonholing myself at this point because every time I try uh, a different character, I'm getting the same recurring theme that I had with Reaper of, nope, this is not as easy as everybody makes it out to look. There's some skilled players out there. Yeah, there is. Um, I, for one, the one character that I just cannot get a grip of and it makes me really upset is Hanzo because I see a lot of good Hanzo players. It's mm-hmm. Hanzo, Reaper, and McCree that are just wrecking face. And so when, like, <laughs> one day I get the um, lone wolf skin, which um, is known for him having this big, like, brown wolf on his head. Mm-hmm. And rather than the dragons, it comes out with these two wo- spirit wolves that remind me of a shaman on World of Warcraft because that's one of the things that nice. you can do is spirit wolves. And so I'm like, this is right back to my roots. I'm going to get this character. I'm going to be able to play. Have no sweet clue. I always hide and I'm just like shooting arrows and I'm like these arrows either like take too long or I'm not shooting enough and then they find me and one hit me because he's 200 health and it's always like a widow maker that finds me. Yes. Like, I give up like 
Widowmaker, it's either you're very good at her or you like on the other team. It's pretty much when I'm against other people playing Widowmaker. Mm-hmm. You're either playing against a really terrible Widowmaker or you don't know how you keep on dying and then you find out it's a Widowmaker on the other side of the map and you're like, I can't even be mad. You are incredibly skilled at this character <laughs> and I have no problems with this. Like, Han, good for you. Good for you. And <laughs> it's only response. I don't know how Blizzard does it because it is incredible. With every game I've ever played, there's always some sort of competitive side to it. And anytime you're just getting destroyed by somebody, you go, clearly you are great at this. Like there's just there's no other reason for me getting destroyed like this other than the fact that you're incredibly skilled and totally dedicated to this game, which is why Mm. I can't play StarCraft anymore. Oh, God. StarCraft. You still love me some StarCraft. I've never played StarCraft, actually. I've never played. We need to get you on some stuff. Well, you could you Twitch from your from your? Uh, can you stream from your PC? Oh God, there's a story about that. Oh, okay. <laughs> this is why I ask just a hundred questions. I never know what I'm going to dig up here. It, oh gosh. Um, is this last why we're night... we're chatting on your phone right now? Exactly. No, it's my computer's fine. It's <laughs> okay. The fact that like, um, this is currently he works nights, and so he's asleep, and that's where my computer is, and I didn't uh... want to move my into the living room, and then that would be a nightmare. Um, no, so he generally sets up when we do play Pokemon. Um, we play an emulator. Um, also, I own both of the games, so that's apparently the loophole to be able to use the emulator. Um, so we, <laughs> I was just like, I'm just going to set this up myself. I'm going to play XCOM 2 n- tonight, and I'm going to be able to do this. Like, I know what I'm doing. I can just click whatever buttons and I know what I'm doing because I'm so used to, like, PlayStation where you just, like, click a button, done, you're streaming. So I start up XCOM 2 on his computer first, and it's lagging, it's, like, frustrating, and I know his graphics card isn't that great. Oh, do you update Um, your drivers? um, It's not even his. It's, (laughs) like, his computer itself. Oh, no, no, no. It's just the fact that his computer, um, it doesn't have a good graphics card. So I'm like, you know what? My computer has a better graphics card. I can just get this. I already have OBS. It's okay. And I type in Twitter, 15 minutes, guys. I'll be right back. Found out, no, I don't have OBS on my computer. I thought I did, but I didn't. So I downloaded OBS. And then I was trying to set up like Twitch alerts and stuff. And I'm like, this will be easy. An hour and a half later, I finally get it set up. And I'm pissed. And I'm just like, I can't handle this. I'm going to play Stardew Valley. It's super fun. Super (laughs) relaxing. I give up. (laughs) And then I turn that one on. XCOM or Stardew Valley. I love it. You've got so like, an eclectic taste. I love it. All over, the board. all over the board. So I turn on Stardew Valley and I'm just like streaming like normal. And then one of my, the people that watch my stream, Shonen, was just like, you do know that it's been your screen's been frozen for like 10 minutes. Oh. <laughs> Are you kidding me? And so I like restart it. it. It's okay for like a minute and then it freezes and stops. And I'm like, what is going on? And he's just like, you're now a real Twitch streamer. This happens to every Twitch streamer. And I'm like, I'm so mad. And it's like, at this point, I start late my time. Mm-hmm. I start at 11 o'clock my time. It is now 2.43 and oh, finding ugh. out that start balance freezing. And I'm like, guys, I'm going to compose myself. I'm going to like stream tomorrow night. We'll do something tomorrow. I turn it off and I just say, fuck it. And I throw my headset mm-hmm. <laughs> Like, I was trying to be really calm, and I did kind of, like, freak out a little bit, and I was just like, I'm done. Like, this is so much. But, like, everyone was really supportive. They're just like, this happens to everybody. Like, it's not. And Somehow that doesn't, like, did that make you feel better? It wouldn't make me feel better. 
it, it, like it, at the time i was mad like i, I would get like, so furious oh my gosh i wouldn't sleep for another five hours at least i'd be so mad i was so mad about it i was just like oh my god like what the hell and then i like kind of thought about it and i'm like it does happen to like other streamers like i've seen on twitter like um a couple of streamers who've had issues in the past and like i just realized i kind of took it down to you know what it's a learning experience sure we're gonna wipe it clean I'm going to get over it. By all means, I was still swearing like a sailor, saying everything <laughs> at the time. Like, what the hell am I going to do? Um, I'm not going to swear to, like, quote myself on other things that I said last night. <laughs> just bring the fury like, onto this show. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, you know what? I'm just like, I was super chill in, like, Twitch. And then, like, I would be like, okay, guys, I'm just going to stop and then restart it. And then when I stopped it, I'm just like swearing, 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 swearing. Hey guys, I'm back. No, everything's good. Just, just like, grabbing a pillow and shoving your face and just. Oh, oh my god! <laughs> funny. Like whenever I stream, like I'll, um, especially horror nights, I'll play um, the horror game and then I'll switch over to Overwatch, and then I like I try to keep it like kind of PG. Like even though I swear a lot when I'm like w- playing horror games, like I try not to swear. Mm-hmm. And then I'm just like, okay guys, like I'm going to end it for tonight. I'm going to play a couple of games like off stream and then I'll be done. And then I turn off stream and I'm just like swear, 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 swear. Oh, and everyone's just like, God. what are you doing? And I'm like, just get it out of my system. <laughs> so are you just like, like, are you done with the PC streaming now? Like, is this something that you still want to kind of tweak a little bit? Or, or like, it's just so easy to just throw on the, P- the PS4 and then your streaming is live. It's so done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so easy. And like, to be honest, like, I, I'm in my two weeks of I'm going to get stuff done. Right. Um, I want to actually start up doing like kind of like a different kind of stream. I kind of want to start oh. doing an art stream, um, start doing some nerdy stuff. I've actually talked to a couple like, people in the kind of funny Facebook group who are artists as well and kind of like doing collaboration and doing stuff like that. So kind of like trying to branch out that way. Um, But that also includes having to stream on the computer. So (laughs) to suck it up, figure out what I'm doing wrong. Um, It might just be a little bit of like settings. It might be just like my resolution. I tried like tons of resolutions last night, but you know what? It's either like, it's just something I want to do, but I'm going to say that I'm going to do all this stuff next month and then be like so i got nothing done so i'm level 150 in pokemon go instead (laughs) i i'm super fit now guys i've only been playing (laughs) i've been walking probably about 20 kilometers a day it's okay though totally got all the pokemon oh my god i want to shift gears a little bit i want to find out how you ended up on playstation as kind of like your your home for for console gaming like where does that is it this generation were you on playstation 3 before like where does it where does that lineage come from? Well, um, to be honest, I like I've mentioned before, I've played vid- like PC games forever. Right. My stream library is probably about a hundred and fifty now. It's insane, and um, it was more in the lines of I've always been kind of interested in PlayStation. Um, I've played Xbox in the past. Like a lot of my friends in high school had play um, Xboxes. And it was always one of those things where I always related it like, oh, it's Halo. Oh, it's like this game. Like, mm-hmm. I wasn't like a huge, huge fan of it. Um, and then once I started like getting interested in like PlayStation, um, it was probably when I started dating Lucas. He had a PlayStation 3 um, and we started playing some games. That's when I got super addicted to XCOM. Nice. Um, <laughs> so it was like stuff like that. And then I realized that it has like a lot games that I'm interested in like a lot more like indie platforms a lot more like kind of like 
best way to put it is artsy. Um, sure. One that really screamed out to me, which I need to finish, and at some point I'm probably going to have to find the game capture just to play this game, is Nino Kumi. Yes. Um, I'm, oh God, like the biggest fan nerd of like Studio Ghibli and Hayao Miyazaki. If I ever met him, I'd pass out and just start bawling. Really? I oh my god like one of my dream jobs is actually to work for like studio ghibli and like do that and so i'm just like oh my god like i just freak out and then where does I that found... obsession come from like where does that that's a deep rooted if you're gonna like fall rooted. over when i was a kid um my favorite movie of all time was um kiki's delivery service okay and so was... i've never heard of it it's a Studio Ghibli film. It's about a young girl. Um, when she, it's like best way to describe it, it's like a mix between like it's gonna sound silly, like Pokemon and Harry Potter. So sure. this girl's like, coming of age, and then this is when a witch goes and finds a new city and like starts her life there. And so that kind of reminds me of Pokemon because like when they're ten years old, they send the kid out. Like you have to go find Pokemon, kick them out of the house, done. Yeah, and then you have these adventures. And so this young girl. Um, she goes from a small town. Her mom's a witch. Her dad's not. And she goes into the city that she's not really familiar of, but she likes it because it's beside the ocean. So she ends up working in a bakery and as a delivery girl. So Kiki's delivery service. And so she has that and she has a talking cat and it's really cute. And I, I don't know. I was just super interested. Of course, in that. I, I'm just Google searching the, the image. This is absolutely beautiful stuff. Like and yeah. and very Nino Kuni, if you if you know that, like very similar art style, like look and everything. And stuff like that. And then I got very much into like Spirited Away. Also a huge fantasy thing, um, like ghosts and like spirits, like Japanese spirits. Yeah. And everything else. And so it was really interesting for me. And then when I got older, it became more of like, I don't even the best way to put it is like almost like you realize that it's like a political statement that he talks a lot about like um oh my gosh i can't even think of right now like pollution if you've ever seen some sure. of his films he talks about pollution and like war and everything else and you're realizing that he put a lot of that into those movies and it's right. not like trying to be negative it's trying to like show people like what happens um if you want one that kind of like talks about like pollution and everything else and like not understanding it's um actually one of his first ones it's called Nausicaa Valley of the Wind where there are these people who are like running away from these massive like ugly creatures that look like worms mm -hmm. but you find out it's just because of pollution that these creatures are attacking humans and it's the humans fault so it was really kind of familiar actually and that's the thing like I, th I think that like that's really what you bring with the whole like it's funny to watch you freak out over horror movies but like you have you have a deep-rooted knowledge in things that not everybody knows about, but is like amazing quality, and it's something that everybody should should discover. And like, I definitely don't have that. I'm definitely like way more mainstream. I play just what everybody is playing, pretty much. Um, but I've missed on a lot of those things, like a lot of the kind of niche kind of games, especially in the Japanese side of things. And I I have a lot of love for it. I just don't. There's just so much. So I may come come to you for more recommendations because I'm just kind of scratching the surface on persona and and like i haven't really played a whole lot of final fantasy and all these other jrpg um secret mana i want to get the adventures of mana on on vita i want to get a whole bunch of all this other stuff i am setsuna is is just came out on playstation i want to jump into that mm -hmm. but if again like those are more that's what people know but i love that you have all this stuff that you just you know, but not everybody else knows. That's incredible. Yeah, and it's quite honestly, like, if people have the time, like, just to sit down. And a lot of people, like, I've even at the kind of, like, the kind of funny Facebook group, a lot of people, like, 
associate like anime and like Japanese like like cartoons like that is just for kids a lot of it is based for adults um i've Mm. been a huge avid like asian like japanese fan since i was a kid like dude so are you on crunchyroll or what how else is this manifest like (laughs) oh god like i have like i have a subscription to crunchyroll i haven't used it too much recently (laughs) but like crunchyroll and cry yeah, it's like, <laughs> I, no, I've just been a huge fan of that since I was a kid. Um, yeah. I was always taught to be, like, open-minded about different cultures and everything else. And I think that kind of benefits me just because I'm not very picky. Um, like, the best way to put it is it's like food. A lot of people, like, don't want to branch out. They just have one thing. They don't want to branch out at all. Mm-hmm. Like, they want just those, like, random, like, things that they only eat. Um, I've always been taught that you should try at least everything once. Um, so it's just like the horror games, the indie games, the platformers, the side scrollers, anything like that. Mm-hmm. I just want to try at least once to say that I have and kind of just kind of like branch out that way. And even though I'm not a huge fan of horror games, like I can appreciate it. And afterwards, I kind of think back and I'm like, they put a lot of time in it. And then I always think like, what mindset were they when they made those games? Like, you what never were know. They, what were that- they thinking? I... Kojima, I tip my hat to you. I don't know what goes on in your head every like all the time. Like him, and then the best way to describe it is if you've ever heard of it, it's called Attack on Titan. Yes. It's by the same people who made like Death Note. Where do you get these ideas, guys? <laughs> and what was really funny was like even for like Attack on Titan, he got his idea from like working at like almost like a uh, blockbuster and he saw a bunch of drunk people. And what's the scariest thing for a person? Another human being. And so, like, stuff like that, but, like, Kojima just, like, pulls out all this crazy content and then tells nobody where he got the ideas from. And I'm like, that is terrifying. It's as if he does, like, his brainstorming sessions where there's no bad idea, there's nothing that is not allowed. You just throw it all at the wall with little sticky notes and he goes, okay, there's the game. Like, there's no filter, there's no narrowing things down or taking some ideas and making them work without it. It's just like, that all doesn't matter. Make it work. And it's crazy. Like I have like huge appreciation for people like him and just like bringing out insanely original content. Mm-hmm. Like if any that's of really like- why you like PlayStation, I think is really the root of it is. Yeah, you kind of talk about your appreciation for like the artsy stuff, but it's really just letting all these games come out that are totally, totally different. Uh, that's my pretty much appreciation is just yeah. like. It's one of those things where it's not something that you've seen before. A lot of the games that they're coming out with in the next few years, it's just insane. Like, I'm not saying that Xbox or, well, I, Nintendo brings out Nintendo. Um, I, I like Nintendo <laughs> a lot, don't mention. get me wrong. I wouldn't be, like, obsessed with Pokemon Go if I didn't like Nintendo. Mm. But Nintendo is one of those things where it's just, like, it's home. Like, you know what's going to come out. It's, like content that you're original like it's nostalgic you just want to go there just for like that feeling of when i was a kid but then if i want something like new and crazy i go to like playstation and then i see like oh there's um kojima making a (laughs) video game with norman and he's holding a baby in the middle of a just naked on a dead whale beach (laughs) it's a a, a new dead whale beach no big deal oh my god Oh my god, I have to tell you. So when I was (laughs) watching the conferences, I did like this weird like, what the heck is going on moment when like I noticed a few of the video games and it's going to sound really silly is they had a lot of dead animals like the what was it Um, Dishonored has dead whales. 
Kojima has dead whales. Mm. What are you guys trying to point to? <laughs> this Japanese like dead, country. Dead, 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 dead. Whaling like, is a big issue in Japan. That is true. That's, I, I think we just it. uncovered this. I don't think anybody has discovered that this is a, a theme. I think we need to do something about it. We need to band together. Make a change.org thing so you can spam everybody's emails because that one time that you signed a petition and now every single day you get one about some random thing that, yeah, I'm, I'm not bitter. I hate 2016. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, oh, I got an email. Oh, it's about like Starbucks and people mad about like the certain bean that came from an area. Oh, thumbs up. Yeah, way <laughs> yeah. to go. Yeah, you got, yeah. What else are you doing with your time? What if if it was December right now? Let's pretend there's no other games coming out. What is your what's your game of the year? I'm gonna totally put you on the spot. Oh, what have you God. like? And actually, before you even let's let's work through this. We're gonna workshop this a little bit because okay. I love game of the year conversations. It's great to have them at a totally awkward time like middle of July. Um, but like, what to you is kind of like what makes a game of the year the game of the or what makes a game the game of the year? Because I think that's different for everybody. Yeah, for me, if there's a couple things, it has to be content wise, like it has to have a good story. Or if at least if it doesn't have a story, like the best way to describe it is like Overwatch. It's something that p- gets people addicted. It's yep. one of the things where you it doesn't have a story outright. But if you like look at like other content, like the stories, like the graphic novels are all really crazy stories for those characters. Um, graphics definitely is a big, huge thing for me. Um I th- voice acting is also kind of like a yes. thing for me. Um, if it has a disjointed, like, I can't. I can't play through some things. Like, that's... I love Final Fantasy, don't get me wrong. But <laughs> the voice acting, I I can't get past it sometimes. I just laugh too much. And I'm just like, what are you doing? Um, I don't know. It's just like one of those things where it has to be kind of unique. It has to have that kind of like... Mm. Everyone needs to get, like... It needs to grasp me is the mm-hmm. best way to put it. Um, like last year, um, I didn't play through very much of it, to be honest. But The Witcher was really interesting. It had a lot of like features that kind of made them stand out graphic-wise as well as content. And from what I've heard from other people, it's just a ridiculous game. Right. People have had really good experiences. My coworker never wants to see Witcher 3 again because apparently everybody, without going into too many spoilers... Everything went wrong for his ending. Oh, like, no. Everything that could have gone wrong went wrong for his ending. So it's like things like that. I like having – I'm getting all over like tongue-tied because you have so many ideas at once. Totally. Just like, that's, what, that's why I want to workshop through this whole thing because it is hard. Sometimes you think like, okay, I know what it is, and you, and you snap your finger, and it's one of the big games from the year. But then you start going like, well, what about some of the smaller games? Like what about Fire Emblem Fates or what about Inside? Like how do you how do you measure some of these games up against like Uncharted or some of these other massive games? Yeah. And I think it's really interesting. That's why I ask the questions of like how do you like how do you weight some of these attributes of of some of these particular games? I I don't think that there's any denying the fact that Uncharted 4 is one of the most massively put together games and productions. It's not even just the game, it's a, it's a production. It's a, it's an incredible thing. But then you've got a game that's two and a half hours long, like Inside, and I'm like, I'm still thinking about Inside. So I just, like, such a weird thing. I don't know how we're going to do things over at We The Nerdy, because I'm, right now, I'm struggling even just to think about it in my own mind. And I haven't played everything, too, so there's that side, too. Yeah, and it's one of those things where you're just like, is this game actually, did it come out this year? And then you're like, okay. And then some of them, like, I was hoping 
a certain game was going to come out this year, so then that could have gotten Game of the Year, but Horizon Persona. has next oh, year. Oh, yeah, yeah. Horizon oh, has... Okay, Zelda! Yes! Like, are we not living in the greatest time of video games right it's now? Insane. Oh, my God. I personally, like, a lot of people were angry that Zelda was going to be pushed, um, like, for the next console. I have no problems with I'm this. I'm not ready After... for it. No, I'm not ready for it. And then, like, after seeing it, like, going back to, like, my conversation earlier, it's very Nino Kuni. Like, the art style, it's, like, very, it's watercolor. Oh, nice, yeah. And it just has, like, a really nice look to it. It's very Studio Ghibli for me. And I always say that, like, very Studio Ghibli. But, like, things like that, they're really known for, like, their watercolor and masterpiece artwork. Like, it's, you can't complain about, like, their artwork. No they kidding. put so much time and effort. And it's like the way, like the, it's a mass, like everything they make is like masterpieces. Even the stuff that Hamazaki's son made, which he's super not happy about, it's still insane. Like it's insanely good stuff. Yeah. And seeing like those clips for Zelda, I was just like, I don't think I've ever been this excited for a Zelda game before. So like, does I, this make it a no-brainer for you? Is this an NX purchase for sure? I I might have to. Yeah. Like, just even just for that game. Mm-hmm. Um. There's a lot of games that I like hope come out for that, um, like for the um, NX. But like Zelda, like that is an insanely good game. Like it looks so well done, and like they've put so much effort into it. Even just the little things, like the cooking pot and like opening chests <laughs> and stuff. You're just so like, silly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Throw as much weird Japanese stuff into the Zeldas as humanly possible. I think that that is just going to be so much fun. I want to ask you something about the Zelda because now that we're talking about it, I was talking to the Nintendo guru Bobby Pauls about this, and I think okay. that Zelda actually has more power to push a new Nintendo console than a new Mario game does. Like, I think that for some reason, even though Mario is kind of like the Mickey Mouse of of Nintendo, for some reason, a new Zelda game, a new a new game to explore around with Link is going to have more of what like, the hardcore gamers come back and buy an NX without... like I think people have played maybe enough Mario, and with something totally different with Zelda, this could be this could be absolutely huge. I'm hearing a lot of people kind of the same as you. Like, I think I might have to buy an NX, and I was not planning on it because of this stupid game. It's got my excitement. It's got my imagination. Yeah. Well, like, that's the thing. Like, I, I'm not going to hate on Mario. I love Mario. It's been, like, it's obvious. It's a classic. Like, there's no way to put it other than it's a classic. But just, like, it's you one of those things You have great compliment where... sandwiches, by the way. It's always, like, it's so Canadian. Like, I'm about to say something that you might not like about this game. But <laughs> let's just say that it's a classic. There's no denying that it's great. So yeah, let's, let's backhand like, a compliment here for Mario. Lucas, like, said that. He's just, like, you say a lot of, like, compliments before you, like, say something like, bad. And you should just, like, <laughs> you should just be, like, straightforward with your answers. But, like, I can't hate on Mario. I've been playing it since I was, like, five. Mm-hmm. I can't hate on that game. But... Zelda's bringing something totally new to the table. It's not like any other Zelda that you've played before. That's mm-hmm. a problem when you say like, "Oh, there's a new Mario game coming out." Cool. Yeah, you kind of know another you're Mario game. Yeah. You jump. You like dodge. You um, power up. You level down. You level up. You do like I not gonna like I said. I'm not hating on it, but it's one of those things where. Zelda, like they've realized, we need to make new content. Mm-hmm. There are so many other, like the con, the big powerhouses of PlayStation and Xbox have these insane games, and even Xbox now, like I've mentioned back in our XCOM, uh, XCOM Xbox podcast, was Xbox real like has a lot of new like 
games that are coming out that are more like art based and more like intricate mm-hmm. that's way to put it is there not like the heavy hitters like the god of um not god of war my god i'm so <laughs> gears the but other it, gal gears of war gears of war yeah that's what i meant to say gears of war and halo and a bunch of those guys they have a bunch of other games coming out that mm-hmm. interest other people like myself and so when it came to like zelda they without even playing it i feel as though they brought a new game that would definitely sell the new consoles and a lot it made a lot of people question about getting that new console because a lot of people said oh i got the wii u for specifically that Zelda game. And I'm so past that. Like, doesn't even matter. Just, like, let's move on. I'll, I don't even care. It's yeah. not even a thing. I don't remember There's... how much money I spent on my Wii U. doesn't matter. Just let's keep, let's keep going. To be quite honest, I, I don't have a Wii U. My roommate has a Wii U. Um, I specifically get a Wii U just for the remaster of Wind Waker. Yep. I love Wind Waker. It, that alone, like, at this point, the price drop of the Wii U... You might as well like at when the NX comes out, getting Wind Waker. That's probably my favorite Zelda game. Mm-hmm. So, I Zelda's something that I've played before. I'm not like a huge like guru or huge fanatic. I have right. friends who have. I literally have a friend who has this huge like piece of paper, and she's written down like the like timeline for Zelda and like Link and like nuts. different things like that. It's insane, and it's really well done. Like kudos to them and it's the same thing for like um, final fantasy a friend of mine has a huge timeline for final fantasy different arcs different like family like everything else it's insane but like when it comes to zelda itself it's one of those things where i it needed something new yeah and then you need something new to push it they didn't they're doing insanely well right now they pushed out pokemon go and i've seen a lot of people posting about the fact that maybe nintendo should just drop consoles and just do handhelds and mobile games because they do decently well for like the ds well the 3ds xl mm-hmm. and it's one of the things where it's a wii u and it was the same thing for the wii a lot of people kind of shit on the wii and so like they're doing solid stuff like that now and i feel so if they wanted to like re like redo their brand and redo something to like push out consoles the new Zelda game will definitely help them. I can't wait to see what happens. I think Zelda is just going to completely revitalize the whole console aspect of Nintendo. And I think the thing that people sort of forego when they talk about just get into game publishing is I don't think Nintendo is ready and nor should they be. Um, there, there are so many revenue sources for that company that other companies do all the time with the whole subscription stuff where you have xbox live um yeah xbox live and playstation plus there's a whole bunch of things that other companies are doing right now that's just like here's a billion dollars a year from recurring payments from all of these different companies uh from from the different gamers nintendo has yet to do that and yet they're still flourishing and so i think all the like I think a, a console will help build that ecosystem for them, and they're just going to expand from there. So I, that's the that's the whole like Nintendo apologist. If they can if they can make the NX work, I think the last thing they want to do is get out of get out of the console market. But I know there's this whole like movement towards that, and we fortunately today we don't have all the time in the world to to dive into that. But um, I want to thank you so much for being on the show. It's been like way too long. We're definitely going to have to have you back because we've set a precedent with. Joey Ferris and Bobby Pauls for having number two. So we're going to have to have you have you come back sometime. But before Definitely. we let you go, where can people find you? We talked about your Twitch stream all day. We talked about all of your different stuff. Where can people find you on the internet? 
Yeah, so um, I've made it probably pretty easy for people. I don't try to, like, make different usernames or anything. Um, so on, like, Twitter and on Twitch, um, they can find me at Zoranix. Zed, yes, Zed. Zed, yes. No, not Z, mm-hmm. not Z. Z-U-R-A-N-I-I-X. Um, so I stream consistently on Mondays slash sometimes Sundays horror games and then the rest of the week I just fill it with like crazy stuff and now probably doing some more Pokemon related things too so yeah that's what I do it's amazing (laughs) and when you want like it it seems like you've been doing it forever and I know that you're only just getting started to see really great things for you so thank you so much for being here we're gonna see you on the Twitch stream very soon definitely That's it. We're going to have to nominate Fiona for next Prime Minister of Canada. We're going to take gaming to a national level. I just, I don't know, maybe we'll have to start a new show where it's just it's just Fiona. What an awesome guest. Holy crap, I hope you guys enjoyed it. I had a great time talking to Fiona, and I'm definitely going to be checking out her, <laughs> her, her horror-themed uh, Twitch streams because they're just great. I love reliving uh, Until Dawn. Fiona, if you're listening... You gotta play some The Evil Within because that's a game that I could only play for 20 minutes at a time because I got so terrified of it. I'm like, nope, I I would have to calm myself down. I would play for 20 minutes and then something would terrify me and that was it. I I think I lost about 10 pounds in sweat just playing that stupid game. Um, But yeah, it's you know what isn't stupid? It's shout-out time. Shout-out to Antonio Guillen, the Stapletons, Gabe Carey, neighbor Matt, Tim Router, Fiona, of course. Nikki Powell, Gary Gray. Oh, congratulations, Nikki. The lipstick nerds are back. So if you guys remember Nikki from the show that she was on, we talked about that. It happened. I'm taking absolute full credit. So congratulations, Nikki. It's awesome that you're back. Gary Gray, Daniel Crowder. Thank you guys so much. You guys are just always chatting on the Twitter. I absolutely love it. Tim Nestor from Fathers of the Grind, Justin Masson, Zach Erickson, and Jesse Waldack from Nintendo Dads. You guys have had crazy stuff happening. You're doing your retro rewinds. You had a panel at the local uh, video game championships here in Edmonton. It's awesome to see you guys just doing great stuff. Steve Tilly, my boy from Reviews on the Run. Noah Todd, Greg Kozlowski, I want your podcast soon, Greg. Keep it up with the kind of fit stuff too, man. You're, you're inspiring all of us to just uh, be a little healthier. Kaylee Woomer, and my boy Zyger, Josh and James from the Life of Gaming podcast, and all your enthusiast podcasts. Joey Ferris, who was on last week. PJ Biddle, Arctic Swap from the PlayStation Report. Ray Lee Rebecca from Nerd Overdrive. Bobby, Alan, Toby, and Holly from the GeekCast. Brock from BrockDMcLaughlin.com. And of course, it's Seamus, the guy with the smoothest voice on that's ever graced this podcast. Seamus, you are the best. I hope you're doing well, my friend, because you're listening to this in the future. And I don't just mean podcast travel time. It's all that weird Australian time zone stuff. I don't understand it. I don't pretend to. I'll just think that it's all magic. And uh, so, yeah, thank you so much for everybody who's been on the show. Thank you for listening and being here with me. I I, I wouldn't do it if you weren't listening. <laughs> That's pretty simple. So thank you so much. Keep up the interaction, guys. Let me know what you think of the show. You can rate us on iTunes. Give me a five-star rating. That would be amazing. It helps more people find it. We're doing really great with the reviews. We can do even better together. Uh, let me know if you have any questions or if you want to be on the show, hit me up. I'm on Twitter. Sean Capri, Sean like Connery, Capri like the pants or the juice or the mercury 
car, which is like a Ford Mustang knockoff. It's really terrible. I'm embarrassed that my name is on it, but that's all right. We should also remember that we, the nerdy, host this beautiful podcast, so be sure to go over there every single day. You can bookmark it. You can have it in your, it's on my bookmark little bar on my Chrome. Go to WeNerdy.com. Every single day, there's more than just video game stuff, lots of comic stuff. So if any of you are into video games and comics, We the Nerdy, surprisingly, is a really good place for you. I don't have anything going up there uh, other than our weekly show, Nerdflix and Chill. I'm also doing a movie podcast with Gary Taru, my good friend. It publishes on iTunes every Friday. It also goes up on YouTube. So subscribe on iTunes. Subscribe on YouTube.com slash WeTheNerdy. Uh, last week, we did episode 12. We reviewed Mike and Dave Need Wedding Dates. We always look back at an old movie. This week, it was The Towering Inferno. And it always connects to the next old movie. There's a there's an actor, or if you're Antonio Guillen, uh, we just throw a theme in there and just kind of stretch the meaning of this whole Six Degrees of Chill idea. So come along. You guys can watch the movies with us. You can hear Gary and I try to be review critics in some fashion. It's been a lot of fun. We're, we're, we're keeping things moving. So come be a part of that. Again, iTunes and on YouTube. Uh, where else can you find me? I also do another show. Holy crap. I'm always spending, I spend a ton of time talking to this microphone. Uh, the other show is If We Ran Nintendo. It's with Bobby the Nintendo Guru Pauls. It's on iTunes, SoundCloud, and YouTube.com slash Nintendo Guru. Man, Nintendo is killing it these days, and so that show is just a ton of fun to do. Uh, it's more fun when they're, when they're, uh, on the upswing. I don't like, uh, trying to run Nintendo when it's being driven into the ground. But anyways, I mean otherwise, this is episode 41 of We the Gamer Cast. It is now in your ears. Thank you so much for listening. I'll be back next week with a brand new episode, and I hope you're there too. Now it's time for Jason! 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 Sean! 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 Sean, where are you? Jason! 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 Sean! 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 Jason! 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 Jason!